Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Shaper. Good morning and welcome back in hour number two of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer with you this morning. No Schaefer, but uh, he should be back tomorrow. I, I want your guys' thoughts and, and we'll go here to the football stuff a little bit before we get to the offseason kind of set the tone, what's what's next type of thing. That's both for the roster and the coaching staff. I would expect to, I don't know, maybe we hear something on that uh, that front today or or maybe we're still a few days away. But either way, the clock's kind of ticking on that front. Well, we'll, we'll get there, like I said. But we got, we got a text um, from before, and I was going to talk about this anyway. Um, it said, why won't the option work? It was the most successful running play of the season, so why not? And my response is, well, I, I, I don't know that you can't do that. I'm just saying what we saw on Saturday wasn't sustainable over an entire season. And, and the follow-up was, I'm not saying it has to be Logan running the option, though he looked good doing it. It does. It doesn't have to be a staple of the new system, but it can be a complementary piece. Oh, I, I, absolutely. If that's the case, now one of the things that you have to ask yourself and really do a good. I, I don't know if time is on. Uh, I don't know if time's on the side here of of Scott Frost and doing a big long study and and what it means. But there are stories. There are um, things that have been written about about this very thing. That um, you know that that might be of interest to him, and, and they all show that. If you run the quarterback too much, eventually he's going to get hurt. And you know what? You have a you have one of the best case studies of all time with his arm in a sling. You know, although that that wasn't the direct result of him running, although he was running for his life um, when he fell on his shoulder a couple weeks ago. Adrian Martinez fell on his shoulder a couple weeks ago against Wisconsin. Uh, I don't think it was a, a running play. He was back in the pocket and trying to scramble away to make a throw but when you run the quarterback to you get it gets hurt and it was one of the things that they knew that they had to cut down on and for the most part they did this year uh, unfortunately they couldn't protect Adrian Martinez and he was kind of forced to make make some plays um the offensive line I mean you want to look at one of the catalysts obviously to the season is I don't I don't think they would have told you before the year and they didn't that the offensive line would be as suspect as it was 
this year. And that led to a whole bunch of other issues for Nebraska. It's a piece of them not being able to punch it in the red zone. It's a piece of their quarterback being hurt. It's a piece of not being able to run the football, right? If 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 Nebraska has a really good offensive line this year, maybe the season goes different. But they didn't, you know? So let's go back to, to Friday and what they – what they devised and what that might look like going forward. We wondered about Logan Smothers. Now, I I now wonder is it was his case made or was it a bit of an outlier? And I want to hear from you guys on that. What did you think of Logan's play on Friday? And what does it mean going forward? Four two four six four five six eight five. I would say that I like the fact that they were able to devise a plan that worked for Logan in that game, and they executed it really, really well. It makes you wonder if they were to execute a different, if they were to you know go through another plan, what else could they put on Logan's plate that he would be able to execute? And that's a fair question. We, haven't, we just haven't seen very much of him. I, I would say one test, one big test for Logan, passed. But then you have to consider a couple things. Why was that the plan? Was it because you knew that you were going to be able to hold Iowa down on defense? Or was it because you knew Logan's limitations? Or was it because of both? I think it's probably both, obviously. But you knew if you tried to run the Adrian Martinez offense and, you know, taking shots downfield and making reads, make that that's just for any backup quarterback, but especially with the difference between Logan and Adrian just skill set wise, that you weren't going to be able to do that. And that's good. I'm glad that they came to that realization. That's called, you know, that's that's coaching basically. Knowing what your players' strengths and weaknesses are, coaching to them and devising a plan that works for them. I thought they did that on Friday. And for the record, the three touchdown drives that Nebraska had on Friday to get them the 21 points that they ended up having were probably their best three drives of the year. They were long. They were, I mean, I think they went for 70, 74, and 89 or something like that. I could pull up the touchdown drives, but... um. 12 for 75, 13 for 75, and 9 for 94. I mean, we had talked over and over and over again how they weren't able to sustain drives, whether it's because, and then finish them off at the end. So two things, sustain them and then finish them off. Could you do that three times in the game? It was probably going to win you the game, but not with the way the Nebraska special teams obviously failed them at the end of the day. If you would have told me that they had three long touchdown drives on Friday, 12 for 75, 13 for 75, and 9 for 94, and that was it, I would say, you know what? I think I like Nebraska's chances here. 21 might be enough, and I like your defense, and maybe there's a hope that you could play even on special teams. Maybe you'll get out of this with a 21-17 win, something like that. Wasn't to be on Saturday. 
Can you have that offense going forward? Well, that's a question of what Scott Frost wants to do. I mean, I brought this up semi-jokingly on the post-game show Friday, but, uh, I mean, it's semi-joking once again. If they decided that they wanted to be a triple, like a full-time triple option offense, um, that is an option that's on the table, and they have a quarterback who can do it. I think so. He's he's tough. He's a good runner, and Logan Smothers, and he and he can make a pass, especially when he's catching the defenses off off guard. I mean, his second pass, he he. He striped one in on his first shot, and then the second one was like a, oh, my God, Austin Allen, or somebody, maybe it was another tight end, Vokalek. Super duper wide open, <laughs> but let's just get it to him. Let's, let's, let's get the ball there. You know, it just it, it was a little behind him and, and all that. But that's okay, right, for a quarterback who you're not going to be asking to do too much in the pass game, and then he's running 25 times a game. I don't think that's what – I don't think that's the direction they they want to go. Just based off of, you know, who they are, right? They want it all. Scott Frost wants it all. He he wants to have full total use of his offense, and that's one of the things that um, Adrian Martinez. I think they thought skill set wise over the last four years was able to give them, and that's why they had such a difficult time with them because I don't think they really understood his limitations which is a whole other thing we could unpack at some other point. But I think they want to have full use, full range of the offense and want to be able to do cool stuff off of it, and and that's good. There's, there's no discernible ceiling there, and I think that's ultimately what they're going for. And if you want to do that, you can't run the Logan Smothers offense. Is there a version of that with a ceiling? That you could do just like there was with Luke, Luke McCaffrey? Yeah. But my my hunch would be that either – I won't letter these because I don't know which one's favorable to another A or B or whatever. One of the options is you bring, you bring Adrian back and you try and let him do it again, which I don't feel is that likely, but maybe more likely than it was two weeks ago. Or the other option is go out in the transfer portal and find a guy who you think is a fit for that and can do all the things you want him to do and run the Adrian Martinez offense from this year. Less running. He can game manage in his own way, in his own Scott Frost offense way, right? Distribute is what they call it. Adrian Martinez wasn't hasn't been much of a distributor in his career. He's a huge play threat. He makes plays when things break down. And he's an explosive playmaker, right? Is he a consistent distributor? No, I don't think so. Um, And that's why many times this year the offense failed to sustain drives. Oftentimes their scoring drives were hit on big plays or set up by big plays that got you down to the one-yard line, which you punched in two plays later. Right? So where do you go next at quarterback? 
once again, I, I like the fact that they were able to devise that plan a little bit. And didn't that show you a little bit about what they feel like Logan can do? Those were my kind of thoughts. I mean, once again, first test for Logan, I think he passed for what they asked him to do. But look inside that a little bit as well. All right, 402-464-5685. Here's some thoughts here from the uh, from the text line. Darren says Smothers could easily be the permanent starter for Nebraska, especially playing that well against Iowa. I can't, I can't blindly sign off on that yet. I can't. I like. It depends on what they what they want to do. And all the only hints we have on what they want to do is what they've done in their past, and which is like I just explained, kind of having the whole thing at their disposal. And what I see right now with Logan is that you don't get the full thing at your disposal. Can they have a good workable offense that is that can sustain drives? but is not going to get you 35 points a game and um, you know, we'll have to rely on defense a little bit more. Yes. And like I said, that's a viable option. So is Logan Smothers a, a, a permanent as a permanent starter part of that plan? He could be. So in essence, is he a viable option? Yeah. But I just don't think that's the way they want to go with it. Is that the better option to win you football games? That I don't know about. That they would have to decide on because there's also this. I mean, what you you know, it all works together, and this is something that I think that Scott Frost has learned quite a bit about over the past four years being in Nebraska, right? When he got here, it was, well, we're just going to score 40 points a game. And who cares about defense or special teams, <laughs> right? And that was, that was the vibe that I got when they got here. And it was pretty quickly after that, hold on. Um, we might have to slow things down a little bit here. We can't keep putting our defenses in those situations and if we're down, you know, 10 nothing in the first quarter and we only got two possessions left in the first half, how are we going to make up that hole? The possessions are just more limited. We can't score as much. And then the offense kicked in with its own struggles, and then you really had to reconsider kind of the dichotomy of what you were doing, right? So I think he's learned a little bit about that. giving up a little offense for defense. And hell, given what you've shown on offense over the last four years, maybe that is an option that you do seriously consider. Let's slow things down quite a bit here. But everything's in consideration, right? Let's look at the defense for next year. Can we rely on them to be as good as they were this year? Probably not. So... I think, weirdly, what you want to do on both sides, what you want to create for a team is you have a defense that's not going to be quite as um, steady, sturdy, as it was this year. But if you can replace that with some explosiveness, 
pass rusher, getting some interceptions, turnovers, stuff like that. If you can replace that for that and then get a little consistency on the offense, then that's a, that's a formula that could work. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You don't have to have it all. And I think that's something they've they've maybe hopefully realized over the last couple of years. Um off the text line. Dakota says was Adrian getting you 35 points a game? Nope. Maybe uh they were trying to do too much. Yeah, man. I yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of what I'm going for right here. Um I think they thought he could I think they thought that offense with him could do that um, and at times looked like it wanted to do that, but also at times realized that it couldn't, right? Some of it has to do with the competition that you're going against, the league that you're playing in. Some of it, but a lot of it has to do with your own struggles. You can't sustain drives consistently enough. I mean, your defense gets in in really, really bad situations way too often. I mean, people will look at that that game on Saturdays like, man, they gave up uh, they gave up all those fourth quarter points. What what in the world happened? Well, it wasn't the defense. It's the offense putting them in bad spots in the special teams. Um. All right. Some more thoughts from you guys here. On six on yeah, UCF quarterback went into the portal. I don't know what they think of Dylan Gabriel. Um, but yeah, hey, hey, look, like I said, just to reset on that one, it's portal day. There that that's gonna be happening a lot. Um if you <laughs> you know, Nebraska's gonna have they're gonna be active there. So it wouldn't surprise me if you saw a lot of tweets or whatever that say Watch out. This guy could be a fit. This guy could be a fit. We're going to go through the roster and what it looks like now and what it might look like later um, in a little bit because I went back through the kind of scholarship distribution and I cleared it out for, for this year and looked at it next year. And, yeah, th- there's going to be some spots to fill. That's for sure. Gabe says on the text line, I think Logan played very well, all except for the one time of the option runs. He went with the ball. Where he shouldn't have, he handed it off to the open guy, ran through holes. There was one time he should have kept it. He looks a lot faster than Adrian. He knew when to throw the ball away. That last pick, I don't think was his fault. That's you know that's that's probable. I think we should have been running it on third and two with two timeouts anyway. Um, for the first start and full game, I thought he did really well. Yeah, I thought, Gabe, I'm with you. I I think Logan did exactly what he was asked to do with the exception of the fumble and obviously whatever the really bad pick was late um with the exception of that well you know and I don't know that he was put in the best position on the safety either a long 
drawn out kind of multiple fakes dancing around and then it ultimately ends in intentional grounding safety like not not the great spot for him to be in not the best spot for him to be in push it forward be okay with punting the ball yeah execute it a little better excuse me execute a little better but you know you got to give some up every once in a while trust your defense um did did you do you expect to see Harburg at some point kick and throw it nicely? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what his future I don't know what any quarterback on the roster's future kind of looks like right now. I definitely don't know what any running backs on the roster future future looks like right now. So that's a that's a thing. We're kind of keeping an eye, keeping an eye on as well. Off the text line, if Smothers has had as much playing time, if Smothers had as much playing time as Martinez, I have no doubt we would have won three more games this year. He came in for one full game, didn't do any better, or any worse than Martinez has done being a four-year starter. I, once again, context. Context is super important here. I think, like I said, I, and I've mentioned this a lot of times before, and it's hard to like contextualize I suppose but like they from my view from my point of view they feel like Adrian Martinez gives them everything right he can make all these throws he could also run the football as well as anybody on the team and then he can make these dazzling plays when stuff breaks down so there you get the full extent of your offense and I think that's a lot of times too much for them to handle honestly I've been talking about it a lot for the last three or four years what this offense needs is a little bit more focus it seems jumbled because it is and you don't get consistency from the players a lot of times because there's not always a set direction in the way you want to go so if you pare down and run the Logan Smothers offense or run the Luke McCaffrey offense, there's a way that that works. And yeah, there's a way that that works better. But it, it is it is an admission of failure in some sort of ways. It's an admission that, yeah, you know, Adrian Martinez can't actually do all those things. Because obviously they don't trust Logan to do all of them because of the offense that you saw on Friday. And that's okay. Like, that's not the worst thing in the world. So if they had committed to that at the beginning of the year, the Logan Smothers offense, or, you know, just using that as an example, I don't know that wasn't actually on the table. But if you had committed to that, then yeah, I think, and put your defense in better positions and also got, now here's the caveat, Nebraska would to ha- would have had to got a whole lot better on special teams if they want to do that. That's the problem with it with this whole scenario that we're laying out here is if Nebraska wants if Nebraska is going to limit their ceiling offensively, be just as good defensively, they have to be much better at special teams, or at least they can't you know they can't screw up as much as they did. Would they have won a game or two more? Maybe. 
Would it have gotten him to five and seven? <laughs> yeah, but what's the difference? Maybe, but what's the difference, you know? And once again, it's not about Martinez versus Smothers. It's about the positions that those guys are put in. It's about the offenses that those guys are running or the coaches think they can run, you know, given their skill sets and what they can do. Adrian's really special because, uh, like, you know, at his best, he gives you he gives you all those options. And, and Logan, there's a ceiling there. But maybe a ceiling isn't the worst thing in the world. So... <sighs> All that's under consideration, I think, in, in in now the next kind of journey that you embark on, which is, what's next? Is it more Adrian Martinez, just different Adrian Martinez? Because it has to be different. Is it not Adrian Martinez at all? What's that new offensive co- coordinator look like, you know? What's his MO? Are the reins fully handed off to him? Is it going to be a team that, A, now first, think about this, invests in their defensive coordinator? Probably do for a raise. Another, you know? <laughs> because I think he'll probably have job op- job offers here, especially with all the craziness around college football. And then, B, trust them. Trust that defense even though it might be a hair less sturdy than it was in 2021. <laughs> Everything's on the table for the 2022 version, the one-off 2022 Nebraska football. It's it's endlessly intriguing. So that, that kind of sets it up a little bit. And we'll, we'll discuss the roster, the pieces, and what that uh, might look like here as we reset things. But like I said, want to hear from you guys, 402-464-5685, the uh, Honda Licking Hotline and the Sarder Heyman text line. Ryan wonders on the text line, why don't we factor in the terrible offensive line play when discussing Adrian and the quarterback situation? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a factor. Like I said earlier, you know, but the offensive line becomes becomes better when, the, when they have a, you know, a mission, right? Did you notice it? On Friday that much? Well, they were running the ball a whole lot. They were running triple option, but they knew they knew kind of what the they understood the assignment, right? So you know there's gotta be a focus. Yeah, you can run the spread, whatever, the Oregon offense. That's your identity. But what do you do well? Find something that you do well. And then everything gets better off of that. Let's take a quick phone call before we take a break here from Brad. Hey, Brad. Hey, Happer. How are you? Good. Hey, so, yeah, I was, I mean, I was having a similar conversation over the weekend with several people. And it's just like, you know, I, I really am. I'm, I'm so tired for some reason that we want this, like, just absolutely Heisman-worthy, dynamic, whatever buzzwords you want to use, quarterback. I Give me a boring guy that can just do his job. Now, like you were just talking about, there's other factors, right? There's the offensive line. we got to have better running back play, all the above. But 
man, I'll take a Graham Mertz or a Spencer Petrus any day of the week. So, I mean, those guys are nothing special. They don't, they don't make a lot of highlight throws, a lot of highlight runs. They're really good at handing the ball off. But, man, those teams get wins. So that's all I'm interested in. Just stop with this. You know, we're still going to see Taylor Martinez's run against Wisconsin where we got beat by 60 points yeah. year after year after year. It doesn't matter. We still lost. I, give me a boring quarterback that does his job. That's all I want. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, guys. Yep. Appreciate the call. 402-464-5685. Here, here's the issue, though. I'd like – you know, I, I know the conversation steered that way, right? But you have to have something that you, that you do, and and I'm oftentimes thinking, watching these other Big Ten West team, man, we just have a quarterback who who exists, right? Instead of it all being on his shoulders at all times. Here's the issue: you have to be good on defense, and you have to be good on special teams. Not just not just okay, not just net net nothing. I'm talking about special teams, and obviously not horrendous like you have been. This is like it's like 150 times better than what you have been on special teams over the last couple of years. Because then, when you do, when, when you have the offense that looks like that, it, it limits your ceiling, right? If you are good on defense and good on special teams, that doesn't matter as much. Maybe you only need 21 points in a game to win. The way Nebraska has operated at times in the first three years, and and certainly this year with the special teams, not so much the defense, but the special teams, they needed closer to 30. 31 points to win a football game. And the boomer bust nature of the offense at times was only able, you know, <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, nine times was, wasn't enough. Um, the Northwestern game it was, though, right? So that that's before we go full on into the we need to be some, like some of these Big Ten West teams and you know bore them to death and minimize possessions and all that stuff. You have to have some of your other boxes checked as well, and that's defense and special teams. And I don't know that Nebraska is there yet either. Defense was probably sturdy enough this year to do that. The special teams wasn't. Would you have gone, I mean, if you limited the ceiling of your offense and you protected your defense a little bit with the same special teams this year, what do you win, one or two more games, maybe? So I could, like, with that context, I can understand why they got really, you know, boomer busty, right? Explosive or nothing. So it's 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 a difficult question to ponder. And then you have to think about what it's going to look like next year. Like I said, that defense isn't going to be quite as sturdy next year, at, at least how it looks right now. Can it be more explosive? Yeah. But there's got to be a couple guys in the portal. Unless, uh, you know, Blaze Gennerson, you know, runs his way onto the scene. So... When talking about what to do next for Nebraska's offense, you have to consider all of that stuff, all of it. And while I would, yeah, all of it. I, while I would love the idea of not turning it over and and not making these mistakes and sustaining drives and taking field goals, first of all, you have to feel confident that you can make a field goal. 
But I don't want to be Iowa's offense either, right? So that that's the that's the key point. Like when, when we get there, if you're to get to that point, Iowa fans are sitting here like, come on. It's unimaginative. We're not like we're down twenty-one to nine. The only way we're coming back in this game is if we get a miracle dropped on us. And guess what? They did, but it wasn't because of their offense. You know, that's a bad offense. It's just bad. So I wouldn't use Spencer Petrus as an example for this, but um, you know, everything everything matters when we're talking about what to do with Nebraska's offense next. And that's the, that is the, uh, is the decision, excuse me, that's on Scott Frost's plate right now. We'll take a quick break. Your thoughts. We'll get some more texts here as we um, work our way through this one. Next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. 